Friedkin. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Really, two-word review just a shit sandwich. That right there is a logical fallacy. We are back in the rock basement. Uh, <laughs> what? Wowza. <laughs> Shit. Uh, as usual, Andre is here. Um, but not as usual, Madeline is here serving as the engineer on this podcast. Rocking it. We warned you this would happen last time, and now it is happening. Hello, Madeline. Hi. <laughs> we're we're going to have to teach you to talk as part of your internship. Yeah. There's some learning happening here. Um, <laughs> since we're picking up speed on the podcast, I'll just reiterate, uh, if you don't know what we do uh each week we get together and uh we talk about music talk about some music news and in general drink a lot of beer there's not gonna be a lot of beer today because andre's house hurt you drank all the beer last night uh but if there were it would be three stars which is yes it is it's good stuff wow so that's good uh so let's move right on into some news All right, uh, first up in news, uh, last night in, uh, no, Friday, today's Sunday, so Friday the 13th, in Brooklyn, uh, to honor uh, In Utero's 20th anniversary, uh, Deer Tick uh, pulled out their Nirvana act, where they covered Nirvana and covered uh, In Utero Live in its entirety in uh, Brooklyn. This is um, is something they've been doing since about, like, 2010, I think. Yeah. Uh, They said they sort of retired it, um, and uh, I I have yet to see it. Um, but I well, they include some Nirvana songs in Deertick sets pretty yeah, commonly. Yeah, just songs, more, one-off but songs. I think what we've seen is is the replacements, uh, Bastards of Young. Okay, knowing what they can do with a cover song, like I'm sort of sad that I wasn't there. Yeah, because I mean, they at least live. Um, yeah, they have. We're, I mean, we're, I think next week we're going to be talking about on, on the podcast their new album. New album yeah. At least live. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they are like one of the saviors of rock and roll. Oh yeah, they're great live. But that is part of another discussion next well, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we can, the albums are maybe a different discussion. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you if they're coming to your town, definitely go check them out because yep. it's pretty raucous. Yep. Uh, as long as he doesn't pass out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. Uh, yeah. In other news, uh, Kanye West announced a tour uh, finally with uh, Kendrick Lamar. It is making a stop in D.C. I have no freaking clue when it yeah. goes on sale. Uh, did you? Uh, I have no idea. It, it said, it's sitting there, and it, you just can't buy them. And it's at Verizon Center? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so, I, I, I don't... When is it? 
It's in November sometime. Okay. But if nobody can buy tickets, then I mean, yeah, it's, it's not really happening. Our experience. Yeah. It might not really be happening, though, yeah. because <laughs> uh, just yesterday he was charged with assault and battery. Is actually a battery and attempted grand theft for uh, an altercation with a photographer at the Los Angeles City Airport. Um, oh, at the airport? Yeah. He's, okay. he's famously, and, and all celebrities are. are uh, Famously, like sort of going after paparazzi. Yeah. Um, if you, there's a video attached to this uh, that I will post a link to on the site. Uh, and I mean, if you watch it, 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 I don't know at what point like it's it becomes okay for an artist to do this, but I know at no point is it okay for these photographers to do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're getting off your plane and you just want to go home, especially in his case, say to his new child. Yeah. And you have a guy who's clearly antagonizing, and you can hear it in the in the video, antagonizing him. And you know, the, and Kanye West is basically like, "I asked you not to do this." Yeah. And, and he says it a few times, like, "I asked you not to do this." And he's like, "All right, fine, motherfucker." Yeah. Um. Oh, did he? I don't see a problem with that. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean. Well, I think it's the classic, you know. Celebrity paparazzi, you know, yeah, punching the camera guy in the face, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, I mean, at, at is what that point, what happened? Did he, yeah, take I mean, him out it, a little bit? Yeah, yeah, he took yeah. him down, and I think he broke his camera. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. The, and so, but I mean, at what point, like, is that justified? Like, I mean, it, yeah. from my perspective, it's sort of assault what they do to them a lot of times. Okay, yeah, you know, if you. Uh, well, it's like it's like shooting a show. You only get three songs for a reason. Sure. Um, because it's out of respect to the artist. Yeah. Because no matter how famous or how much you need it, um, it's like uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're sitting in front of an artist and like they'll look at you and they're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and it's something that yeah. people... Um, don't think about too much, and, and sure and, until you've and, engaged in it yourself. Right. Yeah. And, and this could roll over into the cell phones and concerts and stuff, which is yeah, a whole sure. other thing. But uh, you know, at least in this case, um, I, I think uh, he's probably justified, and I guarantee you, he has bigger lawyers than this guy. Oh, sure. So sure. Uh, I, for one, am following on Team Con. Okay. So, yeah. um, and that is about it in the news. Uh, Prince news? No, no, <laughs> he's he's a dick. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. Was there any Prince news? Anybody know of any? No. Nope. Okay. Um, I think. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's just let's just move on to the album. Cool. Okay. Mystery disease is from a band that many of you probably know 
and GMT. I don't know if it's called management. Uh, They're not called management yeah. anymore. I, uh, were they? Okay. They were. I think they were originally calling themselves management, but then there might have been another band with that name, so mm. they shortened it to MGMT. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So is it like when Chicago Transit Authority shortened it to Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly like that. I think it is, yeah. <laughs> they do a bitch and cover 25. Or exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, tell us what you know about MGMT, not management. Well, MGMT is a duo consisting of Andrew Van Weingarten and Ben Goldwasser. They met at Wellesley um, and started making music together. I think, at least when they tour, they take a couple other guys with them. I, sure. I think they've started recording with them, but basically it's the brainchild of Andrew and okay. Ben. Um, their first album came out 2007, a regular spectacular, huge deal. Um, I remember they were yeah. pretty much, along with Vampire Weekend, like the buzz band mm-hmm. in 2007. Sure, sure. That's a good point. Um, and then a couple years later, they released Congratulations, and I don't think, at least not in my opinion, and I don't think in critics' opinions either, that went over very well. Um, and so now, in 2013, we have... I'm blanking on the name of the new album. It's, it's, it's self-titled. Oh, oh, it's MGMT. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so here we are, six years later, with mm-hmm. MGMT's third album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, now let, let me ask you: Is um, like I have uh, very, I have a unique experience with this. I think everybody does with this band and stuff. But you being your 21, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, was this? Uh, is MGMT your first like? Uh, I guess exposure to more like psychedelia would you say or not I would say so I mean I listened to the Beatles in middle school yeah yeah, yeah. so I mean that sort of delves into psychedelia but yeah I guess MGMT would be the first more contemporary Contemporary um, and then I guess the follow up would be like Tame Impala now. Yeah. Okay, um, sure. So, but yeah, I would agree that because I, I feel like they get pigeonholed into um, electronic, an electronic band, and I, and I think that's actually uh, I think when false. When they first came out, they definitely. I don't think. I mean, I think they use electronics, but uh, I mean, to me, it sounds it sounds like old school, like proggy, sure, like psychedelic. Oh, even the big hits like uh, what time, time to pretend, time to pretend, electric feel. Mm-hmm. That's a little more poppy. Yeah, kids um, is more of the electronic. I yeah, think. sure. Yeah. Um, and so it's 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 weird because like I saw this um, to some of my friends who were like more into psychedelia, and that's how they got into it. But then, like you know, knowing uh, I know like Thor is a big fan of that, but he was like more into the electronic stuff mm-hmm. okay. um, and how it combines the two. Uh, so I was actually just wondering, like, if that was your experience with that. But um, it's. Uh, it, they've had sort of a weird progression, I think, from the first yeah. album. Oh, definitely. Uh, that time to pretend, I mean, has been used in everything. But you know what? It's a good damn song. Yeah. I was listening to it this morning in the basement, and it's like there's stuff that I happens to uh, songs. I think over time of hearing them, if you if you listen, like when you first hear them, like you're sort of amped up for it, and it seems faster. So the, listening to it seems slower. Like it's it's sort of a plotting song, mm-hmm. but it's still great. Yeah, like, I mean that was the first MGMT song that I heard, and I remember watching it on YouTube and being like, "I need to go buy this album." Right. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I was watching it. On- <laughs> I was I was in tenth grade. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I mean, honestly, I would consider Oracular Spectacular one of my favorite albums to this day. Mm. And yeah. so to go from that to 
this is dramatically different right than that. and and so is congratulations and yeah. i i think where my disappointment lies is i saw them a couple times i saw them right after oracular spectacular okay. came out and then i saw them before congratulations was supposed to come out okay and there was just so much enthusiasm lacking from the second show from the first show it, it sort of okay i i sort of hear them kind of just making music now because they have to because they have a record deal Whereas, yeah. so I, I think, I I don't know if my live experience, like, is just applied to the albums, right, but right. Okay. I don't hear the same sort of, like... Energy that you felt from the... Yeah, yeah. And, and, and even from Oracular Spectacular. Okay. Well, well, it's weird, because I, I um, one of the things that, that I feel about them at this point, after listening to this album, is that uh, it is very, uh, very grown up. Mm-hmm. It's a very mm-hmm. mature, like, sophisticated... Uh, use of psychedelia. I think they're still doing it, and and I mean part of the why I think for them it works better than a lot of other people is one of the highlights or hallmarks of uh, psychedelia is that there's so much stuff in there. It's just sensory overload. Mm-hmm. It's oh, not just like a fuzzy guitar and stuff. No. Like it has to be like. You, you put this in your ears and like you're like lost. Yeah, and right. it's meant to make you feel weird almost. Yeah. like mm-hmm. when you're re- listening to yeah. it, it's like you listen to Hawkwind <laughs> and you feel freaking weird, you know, when you're listening as you're traveling to the center of the earth with Hawkwind, you know. And I felt I had a similar feeling when I listened to this. That's what I related it to. I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. But that's why you. That's why I listen to psychedelic music, and I think that's why yeah. a lot of there's there's I think there's a segment of people that listen to it for that reason. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why they like it because you kind of get that sort of emotional mm-hmm. response out of it that you don't get out of say more of the pop side of psychedelia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. It's you know where it's really it's pretty poppy overall. Right. You know, or, or or the Beatles were pretty poppy. You know, mm-hmm. you don't. You get an emotional response. It's just a different type of emotional response yeah. out of it. So, um. sure. And I think on this one, they, um, like I said, it's 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 very mature, um, and it, I mean, it's it's a it's a dense record um, mm-hmm. to listen to. Uh, they're they they walk have a foot in like two different worlds. They're like they clearly are are masters in the studio. Like they know oh, sure. what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. They also clearly can write pop hits. Mm-hmm. One thing. Immediately noticeable about this album is that there's no poppets. Right. No. Like it's the closest you come is um your life is a lie, yeah. which was released as a single. It's probably sure, the sure. most sure in line. Yeah, that's actually the song we're gonna hear. So yeah, yeah I, I actually didn't know that, that the single. Yeah, it was the single off the album. Uh, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as you go through it, uh, you know, Alien Days starts off like really weird, and by the time you get to like uh, Plenty of Girls in the Sea and Orphan of Fortune. Oh, like you're just in like second half is you're this like album is very odd. Crazy yeah. Town. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, they've also had like a very interesting uh, PR push that I, I can't tell if it's brilliant or they're just sort of secretly assholes. Okay. <laughs> so basically they say, oh, well, we made this album and it's not necessarily music that we even like. And like, I don't know what that means. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like is it like... That's an interesting. They, yeah, and it's just, they... Their attitude towards it, which may be what you were saying, is they're just like done and they don't, they, they need to fulfill their contract. Mm. Um, which is, if that's the case, it's sad. Um, I, they would, you know, if they just stop, um, and they're not turning out like, like world shaking albums, no. but, but, uh, this is immediately better than like any electronic 
album that I've heard this year. Yeah. Yeah. Or associated album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they have this sort of aloofness about their own like creation. That's, mm-hmm. that's weird. And you can, you can see that as they really are aloof or they're just trying to be cool. Mm, which, sure. Which yeah, I can come off in a variety of ways. I know like on stage they can be like extreme like dressing in costumes and stuff, but then they can also just come out. And right. It. Yeah. I, it's sort of, at least live, I think it's sort of hit or miss like, and I don't know. I, I get the vibe that it's more like they're just kind of, you know, we're making this music cause we have to, and like, we don't even like it ourselves. It's not right. music we would listen to, but, but how, yeah, that's, how that's does that happen though? I have no idea. Yeah. I like, mean, how do you, how do you <laughs> literally like, you know, I made this album and it just, it, it, it there's, it's not nothing in me. I mean, it yeah. really is very different though from like MGMT demos before Rackler Spectacular even yeah. came out. I think their, their pension is more making that pop, the, the more poppy song okay. with like hints of psychedelia and electronica sure. because that's what you hear like in their demos and like their first EP and stuff. So yep. I don't know. It's just a interesting. So do you think that the shift towards this because uh, would is is because they're like <laughs> pissed at the label? That's that's like the that doesn't that make I sense. Get. I mean, if they, if they're that bratty, fine. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. I I get the sense that they are very bratty and kind of aloof and okay. I mean, but they. If, I so love if they, them though. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. If their goal was to make like in their eyes a bad album, like they failed. Right. <laughs> yeah. See that. I, I think I honestly think Congratulations was more of that. Like uh, we'll absolutely. give you crappy songs. Yeah, and well, mm-hmm. and Congratulations wasn't crappy. It was just way more experimental than anybody expected. Yeah, a lot stuff. less accessible. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I actually like that album quite a bit. It's got. Some but it, but now it. looking at that album, say they went from their first album right to this. It would have been even more of like I think that's actually part of the evolution. Yeah, mm-hmm. it like prepared people for them to put something right. like this mm-hmm. out. Well, I actually you know? I hear hints of Oracular Spectacular in this. Once in you this, listen okay. very closely yeah. and sure. like you sort of, I mean, See, I've never sat down with that album to the depth that I sat down mm-hmm. with this one and the previous one. I mean, yeah. it's I'm I'm blanking on the name of the song from Oracular Spectacular, but um, oh, of Moons, Birds, and Monsters. Mm-hmm. It I hear songs from this newest album sort of right. f- flowing off of okay. that. Right, right. There's, um, a, there's, a, there's a lot of little like breadcrumbs I think left in yeah. the entire catalog to what they can actually do and so when they when they sort of perfect it on a song like, mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. I, 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 you would probably disagree like I don't think they've made uh, uh, necessarily like totally good or definitely not a great album yet. Yeah. Um, there's just stuff that has like some really great stuff in yeah. it. Yeah. But I don't know if they're ever going to Oracular Spectacular to me is that great it's album. Great, yeah. Okay. So I don't. They're one of the few bands that I kind of wish had just stopped after the first album, <laughs> okay. which is mean sure. to say. But yeah. um, so I don't know that we're ever gonna like if they release a fourth album. I don't know if it's gonna be like their magnum opus because I don't. Yeah. I just don't see them really investing that much into I'm it. I'm kind of interested to see where they go after this one because I. Yeah. I'll be honest. I thought this was more interesting than their other albums. From just as personal, mm-hmm. you know, right. I didn't mind their first album. It, you know, mm-hmm. you heard it everywhere. It was all over the yeah. place, yep. and it was kind of forced into your face at times. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like, and it was it was enjoyable. But um, and I know the second album they did with a full band, right? And I think that's the difference here. Now they went back to just the two guys, yeah, rather yeah. than having a full band. And mm-hmm. you could hear on the second album, it sounded like a band all yeah. of a sudden. Where the first album sounded more electronic and mm-hmm. yeah dudes hanging out in their bedrooms making music or something yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, kind of it's honestly, back. it's very similar to how like Steely Dan operated. Okay, yeah, and you know they that's would, true. They yeah. would do all the stuff in the studio. That's a good and, point. Yeah, and um, although they and just always studio they musicians, always yeah. used a, a studio band, but they mm-hmm. um, they had this stuff like uh, Walter Becker and uh, Donald Fagan can yeah. play every single part. Okay, yeah, on one of their albums, which is like uh, so they would insane. figure it all out. Yeah, and they, they they can they they yeah. they wrote every single thing. Sure. Um, and uh, but the difference was is that they had the foresight to be like okay. I'm not the greatest drummer. Why don't I bring in the greatest drummer? Exactly. Um, which, uh, if these guys, I think, did that, uh, you could be on to something really good and just yeah. accept their role. It's like, look, we're a songwriting team. And we write we good songs together. The front, yeah. And then we have now the cachet to like assemble like essentially a super group mm-hmm. and like uh, sort of kick out the jams. Let's um, yeah. let's listen to uh, the, I guess it's the single, Your Life is a Lie, and then I'll come back to that in a minute. Open your eyes, your life is a lie Don't say a word, I'll tell you why You're living a lie, your life is a lie But you deny, you have a lie Wondering why, barely alive Count your friends, on your hands Now look again, and ask your friends Hold your breath Everyone left, no surprise, living a lie. Tell your wife, this is your life, your life is a lie, this is your wife. Now she knows, she understands, her life is a lie, nobody wins. Try not to cry, you'll survive. So that, that was uh, Your Life is Lie. That is apparently the single. Is there a video for that? There yes, is. Yes, there is. is. Mm-hmm. I think it includes a giant cowbell. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's are you a pretty serious? weird video. There's like an old dude just playing a giant cowbell, isn't there? Yeah. Are you making I that up? I think so. I think. Are you nah, making that up? I don't think I am. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll we'll check that after. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do a little uh, fact check on that. It's it's funny that you mentioned the Beatles um, because that honestly could end up like as some weird Beatles B side. Mm-hmm. Like strip out some of the weirdness of it, mm, um, sure. And and you have uh, and it's a pop song. Yeah. Yeah. There. I think that was the first MGMT song that I ever actually listened to the words and the lyrics that they were saying as well. Right. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I and, and this album does get ridiculous. Like, Plenty of Girls in the Sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I don't think I ever listened to their lyrics before. It was just, like, pleasant music to listen to. Right. You know, it wasn't... Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think 
I mean, I know I keep going back to Reactive Spectacular, no, but I think do. it was very much like my age group. Sure. It was huge. Sure. And I could see how it might not, it might have been pleasant to like you guys and older people. I see people. how it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no. But I mean, it was no, very, it was very anthemic in its own oh, way. Sure. And like yep. the lyric content was, you know, all about Lyrical like, content related to people your age. Your right. Age, yeah. Exactly. Sure. It, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's no, what, it's, that's and, and that was the reaction I saw in people like my age. Like would hear, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, that's... like move to Paris, fuck with stars, whatever. Right. Like that's very yeah. like, oh yeah, right. I'm yeah. in high school and that's what I'd rather be doing. Oh, right. Like yeah. way to go age, in GMT. Yeah. When you're my age, you're like my life's a failure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't do I guess that I'll anymore. I'll put on boss in third stage <laughs> yes. again. Let's hey. Go. Yeah. hey, hey, I gave you the Outfield's first album you last did. night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did Throw in fact receive there. a copy of. Play deep on vinyl from Andre. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, that's off topic, yeah, yeah. and that's a whole other thing. Um, that's a whole other podcast. But yeah, so I mean, it, it's relatable to uh, uh, to you kids, um, which I don't think is bad. I mean, that, that's part of what that's part of what pop music is. I, I don't know any artist uh, besides the Beatles that has uh, genuinely a good material, but uh, be material that's relatable across generations. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get to that point as an artist. Uh, you're like a superstar. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And there are certainly artists who do that. Like, you know, Springsteen yeah. has that wide appeal. But he's not writing pop songs. Mm-hmm. You no. know? Um, and pop is arguably sugary, uh, just stuff you put in your head and yeah. sort of forget about it. And this was very happy. Pink Floyd-y, though. Like, early yeah. Floyd. Yeah. Like, uh, Piper's that, at the Gates yeah. of Dawn yeah. kind I, of I thing. definitely heard Pink Floyd like, in nice this Nice transitions. <laughs> you know? You know, just thinking like about reading my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, and that, that, but it, even going back to what you're talking about, like that's why I think I related more with you know because we, I am a little bit older, and mm-hmm. so it's like I related more with this because it, then say the first album, mm-hmm. right? And and the reason that was is going to back to the Pink Floyd thing mm-hmm. is because it was like I felt like it was reference, you know, yeah. Floyd. So mm-hmm. it's like fuck yeah, My, yeah, playing more like you I know mean, doing weird shit like this. And I, I consider myself career, you know like pretty well versed in you know like mm-hmm. Pink Floyd and the Beatles and stuff. Yeah. So I mean I can pick those things out. Um, yeah. But it might not have the same like emotional connection because I sure, never, right. I never got to listen to Pink Floyd on a record player when like it first came out and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah, and uh, and I'm not that old. No, <laughs> no, no, I, don't I know. Why, I don't know why you're she, looking at me. Yeah, <laughs> I call my dad up and ask him how that went. No, but that's actually the thing that I, I latched onto about this record, like right off the bat. I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit! Like people really shoot uh, and use uh, Sid Barrett as a touchstone mm-hmm. um, but that early Pink Floyd was actually pop music mm-hmm. yeah. believe it or not they yeah. were they were a pop band and they were playing like to club they were playing dances yeah. with this weird ass shit and like some of this you, it just swings right into that and I, just, I was just like oh yeah, like, what do we got here yeah. um, because I'm actually not a huge fan of the Sid Barrett era but like out of that, that evolution um, to some of the later stuff, you got some really good pop gems. Yeah. Like the uh, Obscured by Clouds yeah, material that's, time. That's, yeah. Um, and that's what makes me excited about this to think like, right. oh, you, you, you know, you reference back to that and you're like, ooh, look what came after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that this isn't, that was good and that this was good, you know. I'm excited to see what yeah, happens. Yeah, Obscured by Clouds and then yeah. literally six months later, Dark Side of the Moon. Exactly. You but, know. I mean, going back to how we can hear the influence. Mm-hmm. 
And then you have MGMT saying, like, we don't even really like this type of music. I that's just find that true. hard to believe. Because, still, like, that, that's why I say it's a genius, bratty, like, PR yeah, move. That's yeah. interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> we, just, we just pooped out this album right, last like, night. Yeah, Who's yeah. Pink Floyd? Yeah, you know, never listened to them. Never heard of them before. Yeah. So it's I just, I don't know. It's weird hearing that, that coming that from is, them. That is, yeah. That does change. I, I find it hard to believe that anybody who is that uh, self-aware of their sound is not that self-aware of their image mm-hmm. and so it is suspect as to like yeah, we're just fucking with you like of course you yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think if you got them talked to them and sat down and like they named off the influences like the Floyd would, for this album specifically oh, yeah. definitely be in yeah. there like find out it's it's such a bullshit interview question but it is sort of revealing to me like well, what are you doing mm-hmm. yeah um, and uh, but it would be interesting to find out like what specifically they like what were they listening to that they didn't like? If, yeah. If, yeah, yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. what they... Exactly. Um, because uh, whatever like they were listening to, like, the results were like, yeah, pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they you know, pulled it out. Definitely. So. So, I, Kevin, I, are you going to... Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to go last. I will start. Andre. So what do you think? I always have to start. I think Madeline because... Uh, I started last time. I see uh, how okay, it is. Fine, I'll start. Uh, actually, I'm going to buy this. Yeah. Um, and I am going to sit down here and tape a sheet of acid to me and guess yeah. face. <laughs> just, just tape it to your chest. Yeah. yeah. Just, and me and my cat are going to trip balls. Yeah. Uh, I think we should have the mics running for when that happens. Oh, yeah, I think oh, it's own yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mics, video, everything. Yeah. And kids do not watch that. I think this is a more of a Ludes album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For Madeline's internship, yeah, okay, we're going to yeah. introduce her to all kinds of 70s drugs. All kinds drugs. of 70s drugs, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll... I don't know how I well that'll go, go over with the university. I guess nope. I'll go find the Ludes dude, and yeah. uh, I'm going to go buy this and then go <laughs> hang out with the Ludes dude. Yeah. Find the Ludes dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I do not know. Yeah. There's got to be one somewhere. <laughs> and he's probably listening to third stage. Yeah, he's probably listening. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah, third stage in the outfield. <laughs> but I'll hand him a copy. I will buy two copies and I'll give him one nice, copy. Nicely yeah. done. <laughs> I'm going to stream. Are you? Yeah. Wow. yeah they just, I mean. They broke your heart. I just, uh, yeah. yeah. I've I mean, heard a lot of this, really polarizing <laughs> views on this, this album. Yeah. I mean, like, the more and more I listen to it, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. But I still envision myself more streaming it and like playing mm. it as background music mm. while doing homework than sitting down and listening to actively, it on a record player actively listening to yeah. it yeah fair enough cool alright uh, that is we're sitting land speed records that is now the, the shortest podcast <laughs> hey, you know. uh, that we have done which is good uh we will be back next week I think next week is Deer Tick if not cool. it's the week after it's coming up um Hopefully there'll be some more news. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about Kickstarter, so maybe we'll get into that next week because there's a lot of like crazy stuff going on there. Uh, but yeah, uh, so Madeline, thanks for uh, running the boards on yeah, this. Of course. Nice. Andre, thanks for coming out and no fuck problem. you for making my head hurt <laughs> this morning from last <laughs> night. Um, you can uh, listen to the podcast in iTunes. Uh, you can literally listen to it on the site, which is uh, on Facebook and Twitter. And we will see you next and week. And Tumblr. Oh, and Tumblr. Tumblr. Yep. All right. And Stitcher. All right. See you next week, guys.